Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Out From The Back. Um, it's me and Moses Spencer going to be talking to you about... Uh, the, the shortcomings and the few early shocks and surprises of the Euro Championships. How have you been, Mo, mate? I'm good, mate. Just enjoying the um, just enjoying the football every day. Loads of games. Always something to watch. I actually love it. You don't realise how much you love these things until until they actually come on and you you, you know it's all started. Um, but yeah, really enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's a bit like when um, you know after the the main lockdowns around the world, and then like Bundesliga came back on, and then the English Premier League obviously came back, and it was just like game after game. It's like yes, love this, and actually, and um, sort of the international scene, everyone coming together. Obviously, uh, not just for England games, but it's in general, um, everyone watching, everyone sat down at home watching the games. It's brilliant. Um, we had some, uh, yeah, seen, seen some some good stuff, but. I don't like to always. I don't like to end on a on a sour, dark note. So I'm gonna get. I sort of discuss this now. But what was your feelings when you saw uh, Ericsson drop? No, was it? Mate, was it like me shocked. Mate, I'll be honest. Um, I didn't actually start off watching that game because um, it was the afternoon, and I thought, well, I'm not a hundred percent. I want to know what's going on but I'm not 100% on it. And I literally um, looked on Twitter and I saw it and I thought it was Christiansen first. Like the first message, I, I just saw Christian. I thought Christiansen, I thought, oh, this is mad. Like, mm. sounds pretty mad. And then as it developed on, I found out it was Christian Eriksen and I eventually saw the videos. Honestly, I can't even lie. It was cl- it was close to like a, a teary moment for me because mm. I just think like, his moments just before he must have felt normal. And, you know, we've all been out there. He might have just thought, oh, I feel really tired or feel a bit lightheaded, you know. And how many times mm. have you been on a pitch and had them little thoughts and then, you know, 10 minutes later, you're just rushing around again. You know, you're thinking it's the heat or, you know, it's the tempo of the game or, you know, you just, you just, you just sort of brush it off. And 
for something like that to happen to him, it's just it's just scary. You know, an athlete at the top of his game, fit, healthy. It just puts everything into perspective, man. At that, at that moment, you know, football, you know, football is just a small, a small thing in a in a massive world, man. And it, it was just it was just so sad. It was it was gutting. And when I first saw the pictures of him sort of awake again, like just the relief. It's like he was my best friend. Yeah. You know, and, and I yeah. don't know him, but that's just the football community, isn't it? I mean, you'd be like that with any any player, it doesn't matter, you know, what, you know, what your relationship is with them, what battles you've had with them. At that moment, like, they just seem like your best friend because, you you know, you do the same thing as them. You love the same thing as them. So, yeah, it was it was tough, man. And I just, I just wish him a speedy recovery from now. But, you know, because, you know, you're seeing, like, Daily Blind and stuff go on to have careers after and you just hope he can go on and do the same. Yeah, man, I was, I was, I agree. I hopefully, you know, hopefully he can. Um, but obviously, the main thing was he's, he's obviously, he's alive because, you know, I was watching it and I see him drop, obviously off the ball. And no, it wasn't just like, you know, I've seen people fall, you know, off the ball before and it's a tweak to something. But the way he dropped sort of face first and the way he was down, I was like, this ain't good. And obviously, then the referee's reaction and everyone else obviously like speared in on. Boy, I gotta say, it was it was frightening. And like you said, it was that, there was that sense of relief, obviously, when saw them. Obviously, um, his sort of eyes open properly when he was uh, being carted off. But I dread to think what was going through the minds of them players because, yeah, I, I, the the it wasn't BBC. It's the other. It's other sort of. Um, media that do the filming as well and the broadcasting it was pretty sickening to, to watch you know especially with the, you saw the defibrillator and you seeing him get hit with that as well it was it was sort of that really put it into sort of real life then do you know what I mean because you're watching it like all unfold and it's just like this is like this isn't um, sort of made believe soap opera do you know what I mean this is real life real human being sat there actually fighting for his life on the pitch um, you know, it was pretty sickening to to see that, but um, obviously it was great to to hear that he'd obviously come back. Sounds like he uh, just FaceTimed the team to say, look, you know, crack on, sort of thing, and um, a bit later, so it was that was quite nice and refreshing to hear. Um, but yeah, it was a sense of relief, should we say, all round. So I said, just to think what was obviously going through the the players' minds, but. Um, yeah, it was not what I was expecting to the start of the uh, start of this tournament. That's for sure. Uh, for real. What did you think about the the decision from UEFA to give them the sort of ultimatum, sort of play it today, play it by twelve tomorrow, or forfeit? What What do you think of that? What What do you uh, think? What's, it, what's your it, views it, on that? It's It's once again just showing you that even the darkest point of someone's life potentially could have been like being lost. That they don't care. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. This, this, this is the only sickening thing with these big governing bodies. For me, they shouldn't have put free choices and ultimatum. They should have asked both teams, do they have their opinions on what they want me to do, mm-hmm. and then play it correctly and say, okay, if you do this, this is what the repercussions—not repercussions as such, but this is what might happen. You know. 
um, the, the tournament will go into disarray or whatever because of we need some points or whatever. But at least put give them the the choice to to come up with something. You know, these decisions were made way before knowing what was going on with Christian Eriksen, which I thought was pretty disgusting, personally. Um, and on, on the day of, I think. Could it could it have been done the following day? Could that fixture have been done the following day? One hundred percent. Why why couldn't it? You know, I know maybe the broadcasting bit, but I'm sure you could have. They were quick enough to find like BBC were quick enough enough to put on like Garden as well or something like that. I think it was in in between. They could have come up with something. So I was a little bit disappointed, but again, does it surprise me? No, <laughs> we, they, they don't they don't care. Really, as long as they, as long as it doesn't interrupt their their spon- sponsorship, because that's what it all come down to, the pound mm. note, right? What, what were you thinking when you saw that? I, you know, you know my views. We discussed it in the season, you know, where we talked about UEFA in in a couple of the podcasts. There's no care for the players. Um, it's just literally all about money, um, money keeping to time, um, and you know, I mean. It's crazy to make the players play on that the, the same day anyway. Um, it had to at least be the next day. Let them digest it. Let them get over that little initial shock. Um, it had to be the next day for me. Um, but then on the other hand, I like the idea of the fact that the players wanted to, to play. I don't mm. think they should have been asked. They shouldn't have been given any ultimatums. I think you're correct on that. But if they said, listen, this is what we want to do. We want to go out there and play. Um, we've spoken to Christian and that's what he wants us to do. And we want to go out there and, you know, you know, we want to go out there and make his wish, you know, give him his wish or whatever. If it was like that, I like the idea of that. But then I, I also still think there needs to be someone, some you know, calm head from maybe both camps or the competition that says, listen, we get what you don't want to do and we're we're grateful for that, but let's go tomorrow at 12 o'clock. I think the right time to do it would have been after, after you know, there was a few hours approaching 24 hours and you knew everything was clear. You knew it was getting better. You maybe had some idea of what had happened um, and they had a clear idea that he was okay. And I don't think that mm-hmm. one day later would have affected the competition too much. Um, and I think that the teams would have just had to to maybe have been explained that, you know, the further games in the competitions, this is as much as we can do for you in this circumstance. You know what I mean? Like, so that, you know, if you've got to play one game after three days instead of four, that's just how it's going to have to be. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Later on yeah. in the competition. Um, but... Like you say, it just it, you just you, you don't expect anything different with UEFA and FIFA are the same. Don't expect anything different. It's how they want to do it or nothing, basically. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty annoying. But you know, it's 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 past now. Ericsson's okay. Okay, Denmark lost, but they still got an opportunity to go through. It's going to be a difficult competition for them, and not just them, but all the. You know, all the players dotted around the competition that maybe play with Ericsson or have played with Ericsson is quite difficult for them. And even to a degree, all of the other players as well, the football family, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, man. It was hard. Just psychologically in your mind, man. Mm. Like, even when you're just trying to 
if you are starting to feel a bit tired and it's little aches that you wouldn't think about, you start thinking about personally. I, I just thought it was just a bit of a weird decision, but um, yeah, you know, the, the good news is that he's there, he's 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 awake, he's, he's being monitored and, you know, hopefully he can make the, the, the proper recovery. Like you said, Dave Blind obviously has that, that um, sort of defib inside him. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see obviously his recovery. Um, but um, I said, uh, you know, not just moving on sort of swiftly, but would like to have a bit of bright news in here. And uh, the bright news is England won the opening game of the Euros for the first time. <laughs> what was your What was your views on on the game? And tell me what was going through your head when you you know saw the selection before before kickoff. Were you like many others on on Twitter and? Dare I say it, our very own Aaron White having a meltdown when <laughs> um, we selection. What was what was going through your mind? Yeah, first things first. When it comes to selections, you'll never see me on Twitter complaining about it, especially <laughs> before the game started. I just think that's crazy. It's a new thing that fans do. Everyone's the new, everyone's the new manager. You know, everyone yeah. knows the best formation and the best players, <laughs> right? Um, I mean. The team, I looked at it. When I saw the team, it was very similar to what had obviously come out in the, the press the day before. And it was like the leaked team. It was pretty much the exact team. The only real surprise for me was um, Luke Shaw and Trippier at left-back. Now, um, Luke Shaw's had the, a good season at Man U. I think he's probably been the left best left-back in the Premier League. So I guess it must have been pretty disappointing for him. Um to have Trippier start ahead of him. But then when I think about the competition and how important the game was, I just think that Gareth wanted to have as much as much tournament experience on the pitch at the start of that game as possible. Mm. Um, I think defensive-wise, Trippier ticks the boxes. He does enough. He's a good defender. Um and then you add to that the fact that he takes most of the set pieces, you can see why he's been squeezed in there at left back. Um, I think Shaw isn't as good as Trippier defensively. He offers a little bit more going forward, but I think in this game, it's not. it wasn't about going forward. It was literally about picking up the result. Yeah, And that's what the boys did. I mean, you... you, you we, we talk about the performance and a lot of people are saying, oh, it was boring and this player didn't do this and this player didn't do that. But the, at the end of the day, the 1-0 victory against the team that knocked us out in the semi-final of the World Cup um, and, you know, it's proven on the big stage, to get that three points in the first game is massive. That's all that matters. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So forget the performance, forget watching us play silky football and you know, in and out and round the back and, and do all of that. Don't worry about that. That's for that's for the later group games and when we're settled into the competition. And the main thing today was, well, not today, the other day, was to, to get the result. And I think it was an accomplished international performance. Yeah. I've, I've got to say this. I don't know why. I, some people don't like, it's a boring game. I just like, it's me thinking it was actually not tactical genius. I don't want to like put Gareth Southgate up on that pedestal just yet, but I thought he got it right, personally. 
I looked at everyone obviously saw how well Calvin Phillips played. It wasn't just about how well Calvin Phillips played, but the the sort of connection with him and, and Rice in the middle, it, it worked. It was great, great balance, um, which which we saw. I think we the Trippier side of things, if you take Trippier out, who's deliver who's on set pieces? I think that's why he was in there as well. Um with, with no Trent. Um, yeah, I, I thought he, I thought he got the got the balance right. You know, tell me what Croatia. I couldn't even tell you what Croatia did. Yeah, it's just literally I was waiting for them to do. It was the one time I was sitting there going, actually, we do look comfortable. Mm. You know, I know, and actually, sometimes you're like, oh yeah, we we need another goal. We need another goal because you know we will be typical England. We're like we're we're like Spursy of the of the international. Do you know what I mean? But actually, this time actually looked pretty composed. The other bright note, which again people need to cut to look at, is normally when we've gone into the tournaments, we're playing like our our best eleven. What well, everyone kind of agrees, what is our best eleven? Maybe bar one or two. And you look at the rest of the squad, and yeah, they're good, but you know you want to hope that you don't get any injuries. Knowing that you've got Jack Grealish, Sancho, you know, people like that, not even getting a sniff yet. It's it's quite exciting and actually going, do you know what? We shouldn't have burnout. We should have no excuse for burnout getting into sort of the latter stages. Mm. Knowing that they they've not even they're still they're still in wrapping at the moment. I think that's quite, I think that's brilliant. I think it's quite quite good to see. And I say, what did Croatia do? You know. I didn't, I really don't think we, we that bad, did that bad. And obviously, people were jumping up about Tyrone Mings didn't have to do anything. What do you have mm. to do? You know, mm. I, I really, I was actually quite, quite happy for now. Yeah, what? everyone can start start singing. Coming, it's coming over for now. For <laughs> what, now for I what, what I don't want to do is I don't want to under. We can't under talk England's performance because. It, it wasn't so much that Croatia didn't do anything. It was that Croatia weren't allowed to do the yeah, things that, that, that mm. normally, you know, England are caught out on. You yeah. know, when we had the ball, when we turned the ball over, we was moving it with quality. When they had the ball, we were putting them under a lot of pressure very quickly. You know, we were going from front to back early and we had the perfect balance of ball carriers in Foden, um, the pace and the threat in behind of Sterling and then you had Kane dropping into the to the more difficult sort of positions of picking it up on the half turn um, and I think that it was just an accom- accomplished performance even um, Mings he dealt with things very well he dealt with the ball over the top and he didn't ever get himself in a situation where he could get caught out he was just he was just very clever with his play and you, you, you have to take your hat off to him first game in a in a in a major competition, um, and a good performance after Calvin Phillips, I think you know Mings and Sterling maybe, you know the performers after that. Um, yeah. So you can't you got you got to take your hat your hat your hats off to these guys and don't sort of we can't be um, after being so critical of England in so many competitions and in so many moments when they do the boring international thing like they did against Croatia you then can't say it was a boring international game because they've just gone and just won Portugal won the competition last time playing like that every game 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stifling the opposition and literally just getting a goal on the break or getting a goal from a set piece or Cristiano Ronaldo, you know what I mean? Popping up with something special. And mm. that's how you win tournaments, unfortunately. You very rarely win tournaments. Um, and this is a discussion I had the other day. You very, very rarely win tournaments playing great football. Not like the Spain um, when they won it. You know what I mean? Like lovely football like that. Normally, you win it like how France won it in the last competition. They just bumbled their way through. Yeah, then when it got to when it got to crunch time, yeah, they just delivered a few performances, you know, and they won the competition. It's very yeah. rare that, that anyone wins it like Spain or like old Brazil used to win it, you know, like popping it around and all of it in the final third. And it just, you know, it's very rare that you win it like that. So I'm I, I'm I'm very happy with that performance. Sets us up very well for um the British derby against um against yeah, Scotland. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, you can't complain. Are you um are you noticing obviously the trend of people really not wanting to lose this opening game? I hope it opens up a little bit more because it, it seems to be it seems to be having a lot of teams, whether it's both or one team, just going. Do you know what we're going to sit in a low block and just not lose this game? Mm. Like I'm, I'm seeing that. I don't know if it was to do with the heat. I, this is where I think we got the balance right. It's boiling hot day. If you notice the, the, the discipline, you didn't see. Kane, Foden, or Sterling really sort of chasing them down in their their own sort of uh, third. We just didn't do it. It was, it was really disciplined performance, but we still played a little bit higher than what we were saying, sort of that that mid that mid block. So it was quite, um, you know, that was again sort of tactically. I thought was really um, sort of dealt with correctly. Um, but at the same time, I'm watching a few few games. In fact, I've just just watched. And I'm sure you've just seen a bit of it. Obviously, Spain and and Sweden, I think Sweden were in their own half for probably ninety percent of that. Um, it was, uh, and Spain just couldn't find find a way. So I feel like people were just looking to um, make sure they didn't lose that first game because they've got this. Is it is a select um, few from the third place, right? Yeah. So, so uh, four out of six. I think four out of the six groups. Yeah. So really, through. you don't lose that first game. And you're in for you're in for a chance to come third, right? So I, I think I think, point. I think that was in a lot of teams thinking. Um, yeah, like, like you say it now. Um, if you look at Turkey, you know they started off on the on the back foot so much so um, that by the time they tried to get into gear against Italy, they couldn't stop them. Italy were coming forward so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think that so many teams in this competition know that they've got the there's a chance that they could go very far in the competition that they just didn't want to mess up at the first opportunity and mm-hmm. leave themselves with uh, a mountain to climb, you know, facing Italy's second game in a must-win game or facing, you know, Spain facing Spain or someone in your second game in a must-win game. I think that a lot of the teams have looked at the looked at the fixtures and tried to avoid that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think that when we get to the second, third game, um, round of 16, that sort of time, we'll see it pick up. And then it's just about who can produce them them couple of performances, you know, yeah. um, to win the competition. I had um, Italy as my underdogs. What, what, what did you think? Yeah, I, I had Italy as my underdogs as well until I got told off uh, on Twitter by another podcast who said, 
I can't have Italy as underdogs, so I had to change it. I changed it to Turkey, who Italy smashed. But um, <laughs> why, why, can't, why can't you? Why can't you have Italy as underdogs? Uh, because they said that um, Italy are too big to be underdogs. Basically, you can't <laughs> call Italy underdogs. You know, what I mean, they're not really a team who can be considered an underdog, which I sort of understand where they were coming from. I mean, Italy's a Italy's a big team to be saying, oh, they're the underdogs. Do you know what I mean? So um, I'm not having that. They haven't done anything so, for a long time. For a long time. Well, that, that was my own team as well. Go, going yeah. into this competition, Italy have, have done, have not done much to, based on other competitions, have not done much to make us think they could win this competition, which is hence why they were my, um, my underdogs. But I think yeah. Italy... Of the teams that I've seen play so far, um, Italy and probably Belgium, um, Mm. two two very good performances um, from them two. I think Italy more so. Italy looked like they were playing with a little bit more bit between their teeth. Um, Italian passion. I really enjoyed their performance, you know. Um, Yeah. Uh, a lot of, not a lot of talking come out of the Italy ta- Italy camp, but a lot of talking on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? So I really like them, and I think they're going to be they're going to be very difficult to beat. You can see, obviously, with Italy where their where their weaknesses are. You know, the defensive side they they lack a bit of pace, and it, it's an aging defense. But I mean, the way that they were just going forward and forward, wave after wave, it's going to be very difficult for any team to deal with them. Yeah. Um, so you know they they look very good, man. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good to see. And again, you, know, you mentioned Belgium there. You know, again, no Kevin De Bruyne in there, no Hazard. It's absolutely you know, look, crazy. It's mad. I tell you what, though, Lukaku, that guy scores goals anywhere, doesn't he? He's 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 a so good. And obviously, guys, I know I wasn't on the like, the last episode. Obviously, I heard you guys talk, sort of talking about him. It doesn't matter what. What league he goes in, he's going to get you goals. The guys, the guys in the right place, right time. Defenders don't want to know because he's just he's just bullying you. Like you're literally just little like a snack to him. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like get get out of my way onto the onto the next. But um, you know he's and he can go to the sideline and chat to Thierry Henry if he needs to. If he needs <laughs> That's another crazy. Point. Do you know what? Yeah, if I need another little pointer just to add to my game, I've got this guy here. But I don't. You know that's. That's pretty good going, you know. They're 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 looking strong, and this is you know some of the, some of the big guns. I think once they come to a head in the next, um, you know, after the after the groups, I think we're gonna have a very very interesting tournament and some some sort of fast paced games. I don't think it, I don't think it will disappoint us. Um, at anything uh, well once it gets to that stage. But is there any sort of early early surprises for you at the moment, Moses, from what you've seen so um, far? Just, just, just before I go into that, I just want to go back mm. to Lukaku. Mm. What I will say about Lukaku is um, he's benefited, he's benefited a great deal from Roberto Martinez because he set his team up to play to Lukaku's strengths. Yeah, um, and in the same way that Antonio Conte set into Milan up to play to Lukaku's strengths, that he yeah. does, you know, he does have he does have faults in his play. He will always score goals, but in this in this sort of um, in this sort of situation where he's left up against two centre backs um, with lots of the pitch to run into, 
where Belgium are not dominating possession and the other team wants to come out in that sort of situation, he's yeah. he's frightening. He's frightening. And I it's I what he what he did against um what he did the other night, I didn't expect anything less. I said on the podcast before, four to six goals in the group stages, I can easily see it. And there's no reason why he doesn't go on to to do that in this group. You know who they got in there? Russia. Is it Russia and Who's the other two teams in Belgium's group? Russia and... So oh, my Bel- God. The who game... Did, who, who did Russia play? I was literally just watching the game. What was it this? Was it yesterday? God, I think it's just all moves into one. That's what I mean. Too many games of football. Um, let me just check here. Euro groups. I think, is it, is it Russia and Finland? No, that don't seem... Tables. Finland was Denmark, wasn't it? Right, so... Finland, Denmark, Russia. Yeah. 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 So they, they yeah. give Russia, they give Russia free, and they've got Finland and Denmark to come. I mean, there's goals there for him, you know. And they'll want to be playing yeah. every game as well. So um yeah. yeah, man. But um in terms of surprise packages, um what I would say is I was quite impressed with who is I impressed with? Slovakia today. Slovakia today, so Slovakia beat Poland. I was impressed with them. Um, they were playing with like a false nine system. Um, yeah. And they just had it uh, four up, uh, like three and a one up top, but they were all just interchanging and Poland were really struggling. And I had Poland down to finish top of this group because I just thought that they'd be, they'd come, they'd be well organised. They've got a goal in, um, in Lewandowski. And I just thought they'd come in, they'll be organised, they'd be a perfect tournament team. But Slovakia have obviously come in um, and they've just come with a with a totally sort of nice fluid formation and they've met, they've managed to come out on top in that game. I know that uh, one of the Poland players got sent off, but before that, I don't think they had a sniff. Mm. Um, and in terms of players, very impressed with the Switzerland forward, Brill Mbolo. Yeah. 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 So um, I knew about him from Football Manager because, you know, I'm a Football Manager lover, <laughs> right? I knew about him from Football Manager. I've pretty much never seen him play, but very impressed. He adds that. I always think of um, Switzerland as just being a basic team that just do all the basics well. But with Imbolo, they've got like that bit of star quality, mm, you know? Yeah. And I mean, he could be the... He could be, they're sort of key to get to the latter stages, maybe your quarters, maybe your semis, you know, if they get a good route. Yeah, agree. Um, yeah. Because I think, I think they're, they've got a draw against Wales, but I think they deserve the win there. Um, um, I think they'll be Italy's toughest test in the group. Um, and I believe they can beat Turkey. I thought, I expected a lot more from Turkey. I can't wait to see them again because I'm expecting them to, to take the shackles off against uh, their next opponents and just go for it. Because they'll need the win, so um, so yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm, I've seen so far, I guess. Yeah, nice. It's uh, yeah, Poland looked lost, even with someone like uh, Lewandowski in there. I just I wasn't really convinced um, by by them at all. Um, but yeah, been exciting tournament so far. I say it's been been quite good to watch. I I know you didn't see it. I watched the Scott. And um, I was like, the the start of it, obviously, doing national anthem, 
the noise that was coming from the crowd and the, and the players as they were singing that. I'm like, oh, these guys are up for it. Oh my god! It was like instantly after that finish, someone got went and got a pin and burst a balloon instantly. They just <laughs> it, it, they started off. It was in fair, well, it's in fairness, actually, it wasn't too bad at the start. It was okay, but then just didn't really didn't really offer it. And I think looking at this check side, I'm like, there's no one in there that I'm thinking, oh, they got to really worry about like a few players just to sort of string something together. But then Scotland had nothing. You, Considering the the what their their sort of um, never say you know never never roll over never die sort of attitude that they normally have and they sort of like bully teams they weren't bullying this Czech side you know and one player that they generally looked like they missed was was Tierney and it wasn't until again they put on Fraser and put a bit of injection of like pace in there to actually just give give it a proper go that they looked like any chance of, of getting anything from, from this game. And the Czechs I thought played really played really well. Played the played it well. The the goal, if you haven't seen it, Mo, the, oh my God, it's from one the of the best goals I've ever seen in the cover. So yeah, but yeah, the, I, mate, the swaz on it. He he's got Whipsfield. The ball probably brushes the corner flag the way it went, <laughs> the way it sort of went out and back in. He's absolutely he absolutely swears it. But because I had to I had to look up for did McGregor give that away? I had to rethink because I was like, why is it I know you know, again, I know there'll be, be a few goalkeepers. Like, it's always blaming the goalkeeper. I'm not blaming him at all because I know people would have their goalkeeper playing um, that little bit higher. But he was scrambling. He was scrambling. I've seen some horrible memes. I've seen the old Spider-Man meme where he's like throwing him in the net. It's disgusting. <laughs> it, it's, it's, I love the internet. It's just one of the best things <laughs> ever. But yeah, I, feel, I did feel for him. I did feel for him. But it's a great finish. And I don't think that many other people would be able to to have done that 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 quickly to be fair, but you do definitely you think, have to chill out. Do you think Scotland um, suffered from the "we shall not lose" syndrome, rather than Czech Republic was probably one of their best opportunities to get some points um, in the group? Should there have been more front foot? In yeah, that I, don't game? Think, I don't think they knew. I don't. I think they were caught in between. Yeah, yeah. you're. You're you're at Hampden Park. I, I guess that is their their formation because they normally play a three five two just so mm. they can get Tierney and Robson in. Yeah, um, but Tierney wasn't fit, so why he consisted on playing the three again? I listen. I'm not the manager of the national side, so he's he's made that decision. But you're at home. That you know the nation is is on fire for this. You know they've got to another sort of major tournament. You know that's a big deal in itself for Scotland. So go out and no one's expecting Scotland to win it. See for me with these teams that aren't expected to win it, go 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 out in a like a blaze of glory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like go out and 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 go and try and win the game. It's disappointing. It's disappointing for me because when I looked at the Scotland team like squad, I looked at it. I said, "There's something here." All their games are at home, except for against England. I said, there's something here. They can get something out of this competition. But then when I saw the, the opening, the first 11 that he picked, I thought, no Che Adams, no, no Ryan Fraser. I just thought, no. is this a little bit too defensive? You know, like, just a, just a little bit too defensive. I mean, it's Czech Republic. But then it's that old syndrome, I believe. They just thought, we must not lose. We must not lose this game. But it's too, um, it's too late. It's too late by then. Do you know what I mean? You can see. Yeah. This is for me. If you're going to do that, 
you know, you, you go defensive and you sit like what Sweden have just done, you sit in it. But they weren't doing either. There was no like it wasn't very clear what they were doing. They were, it wasn't clear that they were just sitting there and just going to try and hit them on the break because they didn't have the players to do that. Like you said, no Ryan Fraser and Che Adams. If you're going to hit some on the counter, they're probably your two of the better players that are going to be able to do that in the Scottish side. They, did, they didn't. They didn't really attack them. As I said, I think um, Robertson got down the line a couple of times, but that was it. So I think for me, it, it was... It was just like flat to deceive. Like as I said at the start, it was like, oh yeah, hey, they're fired up for this. And then when it came to it, not a chance, not even close. Mm. So it was, it was poor. It sort of probably disappointed the the nation a little bit with it. But I say now, guess what? You've got to go for it now because you've lost the first game. So you have to go for it. But you've mm. now got to go go for it against um, obviously England on Friday. You know, and we've we can play in a conservative way now. I, them coming at us is probably not good. Because now we've got we've got the pace. I don't think they're going to be able to handle that. You know, if they try and come at us, they're going to have so many gaps. Mm. I think we we would we would exploit that. Um, and then they've got to go against Croatia, as we've just said. Croatia are no no mugs, are they? So um, it's it, it, you just said it's their best, one of their better opportunities to to get what they needed, and they they just didn't take it. It was. Mm. It, it was it was poor from their point, but yeah, as I say right now, I get some, I get it in some places where yeah, okay, you got that third spot, but I'm also like, as I said, if you're not really expected to win it, mm. go for it. You know, we, yeah. we we've seen you know, how many times have we you know seen you know even in World Cups, um, yeah, one of the ones that always stood out to me is when Senegal were in the World Cup. Now, albeit you look at some of the players that came out of it, but at the time no one really knew them. Mm. They just went for it. They just yeah. went for it. Yeah, yeah. That was a great World Cup as well. Well, it was a great World Cup. Great World uh, Cup. Like, no no one knew anything about that, about Senegal and them, them players. Everyone was like, what is this? Sort of making yeah. up the numbers. And they came at it and they were class. Yeah. And I say, I think about four or five of their players ended up with big contracts. You know, yeah. Element, from it, so. element, element of surprise, isn't it? Element of surprise. Just go out and just go for it. And I think... Exactly, I think, yeah. I think we're kind of in this tournament. We're kind of waiting for one of the smaller nations to do that because a lot of this tournament's gone pretty much the way that you thought it would have gone. Oh, it would, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I think we're sort of waiting for one of the one of the smaller nations to sort of take the shackles off and be that team that's going to progress to the latter stages, man. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, it'd be interesting. So I'm I'm loving it. It's good to be back. Knowing that we've got all this, all this football, it's it's, it's amazing. So, you know, we can, um, you know, we'll we'll be doing these bite size. I suppose bite sized ones, I guess. Um, just sort of continue, continue to obviously discuss what's been going on. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything I've seen so far that would sort of has, has shocked me. But after seeing this goal today, honestly, mate, it's probably going to be be hard. It's going to be hard to beat. Let's put it that way. On another bright note. Um, Foden, Phil Foden again. I just want to have this little point. I actually thought he was about to just start on fire when he cut in and hit that onto the yeah. post. Oh. I was like, here we go. I was going, back. but the <laughs> the thing, the thing, what we've got to remember is the thing. What we've got to remember is, um, especially with these players, even with Grealish, um, these guys are going to be coming in and playing their first games on the international stage, um, and to, I mean, like at the at, at a tournament, so. 
for them to produce what they produce week in, week out at club level is going to be difficult. I think we need to understand that. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes we forget that when, when, especially when we're looking at the teams that Gav picks, the squads that Gav picks, yeah, he picks them based on the international experience. Yeah. Um, and what a good point that Gary Neville made um, when I saw him talking the other day is what you got to remember is Gareth Southgate's experienced international manager. He's used to going to these competitions. I don't know how many competitions he did with the under 21s. Yeah. Um, he's now done one, one with the, with the senior squad. So we need to trust his judgment a lot of the time in these in these situations because I think that he understands it better than we think he understands it. We look at it and we just want the best 11 players on the pitch. But sometimes to win tournament games, that's obviously not the way. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Because how many yeah. teams have we seen so far in the competition leave two or three of their big players on the bench and bring them on after after an hour or so? You know, Arnautovic was on the bench for Austria. You know, it's... Tournament football is a different type of football. I think we just need to need to be a bit more aware of that when we're, you know, when we're when we're seeing these lineups and we're seeing what he does, have a little bit more trust in him, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. No, I, t- I totally agree. And I think again, if you look at um obviously now you're obviously looking at this at the bench, you know, knowing Dominic Calvert Lewin, Jack Grealish, uh, Rashford, Henderson, Bellingham, Luke Shaw, Ben White, Reese James, Cody, Saka. Obviously, that had two goalkeepers in with Sam Johnson and Dean Henderson because obviously we had to have uh, Sancho out. You know, knowing you've got those players, it's it's quite exciting. You know, as I said, I think I've said this on the podcast before. You know, we used to have a uh, the, the the obviously a great eleven twelve, and then you had David Batty on the bench. Yeah, no disrespect hmm. to David Batty, but I'm saying that you know you look at that actually. Now you could look. Could you play that team? That team that was on the bench. We could play that team against like a Finland. Yeah, easy, easy. Do you know what I mean? Like Man. at this at this level, that's why I'm I'm actually ex- I'm excited about what we've got, and I've, I'm quite happy that in a way that Southgate did what he did because, as I said, you keep it fresh, you can keep change it up a little bit. You know, you don't you can't play. You might not necessarily be able to play Foden mm. every single game in 28 degree heat. Do you know what I mean? So. Knowing that you've got Jack Grealish that can that can come Sancho. in, there. Sancho, yeah, you know, obviously Rashford, Bellingham didn't look out of place at all, one bit. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's players like that. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's, we, it's we, we've just we've just got players for every different type of game, and yes. um, like yeah. I said, as everyone was saying, oh my God, Sancho's been left out, but the next game that could easily be Foden. It could easily there will yeah. always there's always going to be two or three, well, two at least big names left out. That's what people need to understand. Mm. And, you know, yesterday we might we might have thought, you know, we're going to sit in, we're going to be tight, that Sancho wasn't needed for whatever reason. We did have pace on the bench and we needed a little bit more guile. Um, and I think that's the reason why he maybe had Saka on there and, 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 and Grealish as opposed to Sancho. But the next game it could be, you know, that we need against Scotland, we're going to go a bit more gung-ho. And not so much goals required. And then, you know, it might be a situation of leaving Saka out or leaving Rashford out. You know, there could always, there's, there's so much ability and so much ability to change the game within the squad. It's, it's really exciting. And it, it was impressive how good the back four look 
Bar, Walker. I don't know what. I, you know what? You see Walker, yeah? When he gets to these <laughs> big games, right, he gets himself too pumped up. That's all I can think of. Because he was the only person in the whole England team that looked shaky. Like, I just thought, slow down. Like, you're just going 100 miles an hour. Slow down. He got the, that's his game, though. He does. He is normally a bit of a hundred mile an hour and tries wants to put people into boardings for ninety minutes. But <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He does need. To, you know, that's the thing. He's not a good with with that. He's not a good mix with Pickford because Pickford's also very similar. You know, very just like has to like everything's in a way that it's, it's a little bit shaky. He's not, but it looks shaky on the outside. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're seeing how he is. But, even yeah, I'm not trying to pick holes in it. I just watch Pickford at times, and even when the ball rolls back to him, his technique looks like if you had someone with a bit of pace, he's gonna give he's gonna give him one. I'm telling you, <laughs> watch because he he, he 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 does something like hop skip before he goes to kick. Two. Us, uh, mate, we discussed this. Yeah, he does the follow through. That's how yeah. he injured. That's how he injured. Um, um, Van Dyke. Van Dyke. And you know what? Yeah, you see that 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 technique. Yeah, if he ever misses the ball, yeah, with that technique, he's finished. There's no recovery. He'll go right <laughs> over because he yeah. puts so much into it, so much through it. If the yeah, ball ever yeah. takes a bobble or something goes wrong, and he hits it with that technique, he'll just miss the ball and he'll just spin in the air. It'll be finished. There'll be no recovery. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know why it he reminds of. When Danny Dyer and Mean Machine, if he misses the ball, <laughs> that's what it's going to look like. Yeah, I can Mate, picture it now. I'm telling it's you. True. It's true, it's true. It's, it's mad, but he's the only one that really sort of shaped me a little bit of time. But, yeah, that's just picking holes in it. We we won the game, got the job done. You know, on to, on to Scotland. You know, at the end of the day, if we can get that, that win on, on, fr- on Friday, you know, we can, we can give players a few minutes on that next game. You know, because, let's be honest... Coming second in this group is not a bad thing. Just saying. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I think I think third's even better. We might have to yeah, let Scotland yeah. have one. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's bonkers, mate. Um, obviously, with what's uh, what, what what we could have. So I'm sure everyone's looking at it on their on their wall charts right now. Like, what the hell is uh, what is the what is the outcome if we win and if we come second? And probably looking at going, God, the first time ever. We could probably do with not winning it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, hopefully, we'll have uh, Aaron White back because I can't wait to hear his next meltdown on Friday with the next selection because I know he's <laughs> going to have something to say. That's all I wait for. I wait. I see the lineup come out an hour before, and I jump on Twitter to see what Aaron has to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's my absolute, absolute go-to. If he's um, not, if he's not slandering Arteta, he's slandering Pep. If he's yeah. not slandering Pep, it's Gareth Southgate's uh, uh, selection. He just, I think he just wants to be the manager of all the teams. I think so. Do you know what? Actually, Mo, next 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 season, well, St Mary's when he does the when he does the lineup, can you text it to me so I can slander him on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna let him have it. I'm gonna let him have it from the other side. Uh, see, see if he, he likes it. it. I might actually put that yeah, Aaron White. Fraud. <laughs> see, what, see, what, see what he comes up with. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love the controversial views. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a good one, mate. I'm sure we'll catch up with each other again by the end of the week and uh, let you know how England have got on with with Scotland, and we can pick some holes in it again.
But uh, guys, that's been another special um, of playing out from the back. Good work, mate. Yeah, that'll be about 45 minutes. I tried to bring it in because we're going to have to do a few of them. Yeah, so, yeah. 40, yeah. 30 minutes to 45 is fine. Yeah, I think yeah. that'll be perfect, mate. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to these, mate, because I think there'll be, there's going to be so much to talk about. Yeah. We just have to get through a few of these as much as we can. So, yeah. um, so we'll say what do it after the England, next England game. Uh, yeah, so the next one's Friday. Um, so I don't know we'll probably have to do it Saturday maybe just so, let me know your, what's your work just let us know about your work yeah, and we'll go yeah, around your work yeah 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 yeah. I'll yeah. let you know I'll get uh, Noel on the thing tonight see if he can do it tonight yeah but um, yeah we'll go from there cool alright bro alright all right, man I'll see you nice one bro alright see you later man Sports Social Podcast Network Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.